Hi, and welcome to the Swan Effect Mums Coffee and Chat podcast. This week I'm joined by Ellie. Ellie has been very kind and um, has come forward to talk to me about being a stepmom. She's going to be talking about being a stepmom to boys. So um, as people know, um, I don't really use the word stepmom for myself. Um, I'm more of dad's girlfriend, but Phil has two elder daughters. So I kind of get a gist of what this is like. And I know it could be very sensitive. So we're going to be using... Um, we're not going to be using names. We're going to be saying youngest and eldest and things like that, so that we don't step on anyone's toes. Is that okay, Ellie? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Let's be very, very cautious, Ellie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the thing is, now we've just had a big old chat before this because we've got to know each other, and uh, yeah, so we've now got to remember we're not we're being recorded this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it out the system. It's yeah, fine. It's <laughs> I think it's always nice to have a chat with people before I record because it gets a bit of a background history as well and it can feel like I've had a chat with you then it's not just going in straight you know with a stranger yeah so the first question I ask everybody is where do you live and who do you live with so I currently live with my fiance um I do have my own place which is we're moving in together soon in uh like a few weeks time um but I'm in Oxford with my fiance um and yeah we've been together for a year we met in lockdown and we got engaged on my birthday in March and we are getting married very soon so wow. yeah that's how we've been whirlwind no no <laughs> you just tell me how you managed it because I'm still with Phil and it's like nearly six years and there's no ring on it <laughs> <laughs> oh but he's I don't know he's I think it was one of those really really horrible cliche cheesy moments where we both just sort of the second we met each other we just kind of knew and he said yeah. the first day I met you I knew I wanted to marry you and I was like oh mm. that's really nice so, yeah, it was, it was, it's very nice. It's lovely. very cheesy. Lovely. <laughs> no, it's nice. That's lovely. It's really lovely. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about how you started your relationship with your partner. Um, I was, th- oh, sorry, um, did he tell you straight away that he was a dad to two boys and how long was it before you met them? Um, he did. We met on a dating app. So was it on the dating I- app? Yeah, it's it's a new, I hadn't heard of it, it's called Hinge, and it's like, oh, it's one of these apps, yeah, they give you like questions that you can pick questions and fill in the answers, so like one thing you should know about me is blah, right. um, and you can be, you know, upfront on your profile, and I actually have a stoma, so I tried dating and not telling people, not putting it on my profile, and it just kind of got to a point where I was just fed up of people freaking out when they found out because it's a lot of ignorance people don't really understand it that kind of thing so I put it right on there on my hinge profile and he did as well with the kids so right from the beginning I knew he was a dad kids were all over he he straight away said these are my priority you know etc and normally I would have skimmed through that because I I I don't have kids of my own I didn't really ever want to have children of my own after about 30 not hugely maternal so I would normally have just completely not I don't know there was just something about the photos they were really really cute and he just seemed really nice he was he spelt everything right which sounds really yeah yeah there was like no text but he just came across just lovely so yeah he liked me I liked him back and then he sent me a Harry Potter related first message and I was like well win frankly oh there you go then. <laughs> yeah you're happy there yeah yeah and he was very upfront and he said you know, I've got two boys, they are my world, um, this is their ages, and then we kind of got talking, and straight away I kind of got a, a pretty good detailed history of his his ex and their relationship and how everything had come about, oh, so yeah. I knew exactly Wait, what, what you were walking into. Yeah. Well, how long was yeah. it before you met them, though? She had dictated uh, that he had to be with somebody for six months, which is fair enough. Do you know what, that, you I get that. that, I do get that. Yeah, and I was absolutely fine with that, yeah. I think that's fairly normal. 
Um, but because of lockdown, I had to move down with him in November. And that would have only been July, August, September. That would only have been four months. So he did clear it first. He said, look, yeah. she's going to move in with the other eyes. We're never going to see each other, which means the boys are going to meet her sooner than planned. And she was fine with it. So I met them about four months in. I think that's it. I think there's a lot. There's people that introduce them straight away, um, which I did. I think, I don't know why, because I think Phil had had girlfriends or, part, you know, dating or whatever. And I said, why was it so different with me? And he says, I don't know. We'd only been on three, four dates, I think, by that point. But it was around Christmas, and so it was a lot of time off, and we'd spent a lot of days together. I'd, he, I'd, he just says, "I'll come to my mum's house. She has a big uh, Boxing Day party. There's like sixty people there." And I was like, "I'm not going. I've only been with them two weeks." Um, <laughs> and I went, and I met them, and I got chatting to them very briefly. It wasn't a bit, but I, that's why I went because I thought, Do you know what? If I'm going to meet them, I'd rather meet them when there's a crowd of people and there's no pressure yeah. than yeah. doing this whole. Um, I'd like you to meet my girls and let's have a meal together. And I would have been like, ah, no. So yeah. um, it worked out all right. But yeah, two weeks for us. But they were yeah, a lot older, think... really, as well, though. So, you know. And also, it, I think it's different for different people. The yeah. It depends what feels dynamic, right. depends on the age of the kids, you know. And it, mm. yeah, it's absolutely what feels natural because I don't think he'd had girlfriends before me, but I don't think he ever thought it was serious. So he wouldn't yeah. have just been like introduced him to any girl he was dating. He had to wait. And when he knew that I was, then we moved And in. I think that's like, with the birth mums is that they, and also with the birth dads as well, you know, you don't want your kids being introduced to uncles and aunties every other week, you know, and I get that. So yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, it's just waiting for the right person. If it feels right, then go with it, you know? Definitely. So how did you feel when you realised he came as a package of three I was 33 when I met my partner, as I just said. So I knew that the chances of me meeting someone with no children were slim. So I was kind of yeah. expecting it. Was that a similar experience for you? Yeah, I mean, I knew that I, I'd basically come to a point in my life where I'd been single for, probably single for maybe three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, I'd just been in a back-to-back relationship. So actually that period of being single had been amazing. It really, my life changed quite a lot in those four years. I sort of learned to live by myself and I'd yeah, kind of I just did that too yeah I was like super independent I was in my own place I had a good job I I just got to a point where I genuinely was like and not just people who go oh I'm fine being single and really really want a boyfriend I was like I'm genuinely loving this like me and my cat we're done mm. I'd be happy to live like that forever and then as always happens I came along so I think having also decided I didn't want children because I will be the first to admit I am not the most patient person in the world so yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, you're saying you're happy being single, but you were, went on a dating site. So you must have been like me, because I was very similar. I was I I made the choice after being in a long relationship to be single for, I didn't I didn't think at the time ten years, but it ended up being ten years dating and seeing guys in between, but nothing serious. I didn't want anything serious. Yeah. I was very, I'd say selfish. Just wanted to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> but that's how I felt I just thought no I want to do my degrees I want to go traveling I want to go and do this and holidays with the girls whatever but I've got to admit I was fine until I got to bed and then I was thinking it'd be really quite nice to have somebody just to talk to right now but it was only ever then when I was in bed I used to look and think oh yeah I could do with someone just being there and to be honest sorry Phil but sometimes I wish I still just had that like I wish that Phil was just there at the end of the night in bed to talk to I'm a cuddle and give me my knees like but it's like all the other stuff sometimes I'm like oh I didn't really want all this but mm. that's what I'm getting at it's you know what you're getting into like I said a package of three I don't like the word baggage because I think that's an awful word because they're not baggage yeah. 
it's their life yeah. he had a life before he met you and Phil had a life before he met me and that is it they have been honest from the get-go so if you don't like it you just say thanks very much to be honest I've walked away from other lads for far far less yeah so he made me stick with Phil because I knew he was a good guy do you know what yeah. I mean and that's the thing so yeah. you obviously knew then so it wasn't a huge shock for you or no I mean it was fine and I think yeah, it was kind of a similar thing for me in that I had dating apps in the background just for random, you know, or maybe I'll meet someone, but I'd not really, it would be a lovely addition, not a necessity. And yeah. also I was just out of my surgery. So I kind of wanted to see what dating would be like on that respect because it changes things. And also having someone who accepts that kind of big body difference on somebody is, is really difficult, even though it's, it's, it's not something that means I'm disabled, my life is normal from the word go was just completely accepting of it like he actually said I I messaged you because of it because you were so strong and he said and I looked at you know what you would said and everything and he was like you've been through so much and the way you've come out of it because I do advocacy and stuff like that so it's like he's he said you're just really confident and I was like more confident actually than before my surgery so the fact that he loved that as well I was like this guy's special there's something there so that's what kind of the kids actually at that point weren't really I didn't kind of ever go oh you know that's that's the downside to it I was like okay well let's just see yeah what it's not what I planned but like you say when you get to a certain age the likelihood is you're going to meet somebody who's got children so the way I said he he said to me you were 33 he was 40 I was 33 never been married no kids but from the get-go I was talking about my family we were really close together and things like that and he said I knew right away I thought this woman's either going to get want to get married or she's going to want children and you know you have grown-up kids he says, and he didn't run away either because mm. to, to him, I was baggage because I was going to give him extra stuff. I was going to want yeah. request more. And he said, and I didn't run either. And that's because sometimes that, oh my God, I'm going really cheesy now, but the spark. And I used to say, yeah, I've yeah. met so many nice guys and they were like, he was nice. I was like, yeah, but, and, and Phil you know it just it was a spark it clicked and I kept saying I'm waiting for the click I'm waiting for the spark and it was there you know and yeah like I say you forget about everything else because you think that person is who I think I would like to see more of and then the rest of it will just fold in nicely and I'll deal with them as and when it happens isn't it yeah what are the living arrangements with you and the boys there what are they with you 50 50 or did you say every other weekend yeah it's every other weekend so right from the beginning I think as I said to you before I think if and it sounds like an awful thing to say, but I think if he had been a full-time parent, if they had been with him full-time at this age, I probably, I can't say that I would have walked away, but I think I would probably have thought about it more. Um, But he said he had them every other weekend and then obviously bits of school holidays. So he'll have them for a week in each of the big holidays. Um, And as much as he can, basically kind of, I think before I came along, he used all of his leave to be with them. I mean, that's a bit different now, but yeah. So I knew that it was very much sort of, he hates it but part-time so that I was like you know that's a bit easier to get on board no parenting but I hate the word part-time I've managed to leave my last um, guy interview and he messaged today because I published it today and he said I will never ever call myself a part-time dad now after our chat yeah I said because you're not and he hates it and I was like but you're not you're my dad end of you you have a different situation now because yeah. mums and dads are different when divorce happens but you know you're not you're you're their dad if their dad um, was in the army or you know worked on the turbine wind turbines and was gone for months on end are they called part-time dads exactly. they're only called part-time dads when they're not with their mums anymore and i think that's just cruel yeah I'm sorry it is 
Go on, it's sorry, not, I wouldn't be getting off my high horse now. <laughs> but it's almost like we know we don't ever say when you go home, when they go back to their mums, it's just when you go back to your mums because both parents are home. Mm. So we kind of knocked that one out quite quickly. But yeah, I mean, he's, it, it's just, I knew right from the word go what the arrangement was. Obviously, mm. lockdown sped it up. Like mm. I, we, the plan was for me to meet them and then maybe see them every second time they saw their dad just to kind of get into yeah. it slowly. Mm. But because of lockdown, it went straight into every other weekend, which initially was super overwhelming. And I was, we did have, a moment about two months in where I just completely broke down and just said I don't know if I can be with you I don't know if I can do this because I didn't expect it to be so difficult because their mum was quite difficult and I didn't expect all that um so we did have our only wobble which was about yeah about two months after I met the kids when I was like I don't know if I can do this hard um, work. it's such hard work it is and it's mentally quite exhausting and I didn't expect it and I think after we had a good chat things then just started to get better when we started working together and me and him got stronger and our foundation was stronger which I think is essential in these relationships we got better and things got better and we learned to deal with it better and we just grew together so yeah. it naturally I think, just... I think a lot of um stepmoms don't say anything what stepdads maybe I don't know they don't say in... no I definitely know stepdads don't because I know more stepdads than I knew step no stepmoms they keep their mouths quite a lot which is fine and I do as well and you know because it's not you're not their parents so you know you can have an opinion and you can be there yeah. for guidance and everything but final decisions don't come from you they, they just don't and and I've got to admit if someone else was looking after my children every other weekend and they made the decision to get my child's ears pierced without consulting me I would be angry I would get that so there's certain things you know I think you know straight away when you're um a step-in parent so I call it whatever you want to call a step-parent is there's certain things you can't do and I think you know that and it's but a lot of it you keep your mouth shut and especially if you don't have children which is what I was like three and a half years ago I'd go oh I wouldn't have done that myself oh not when I was a parent and it is hard you can yeah. then now I'm a parent myself I'm like oh my god they'll be they're with me 24 7 mine and I just think yeah. it's even harder you know I get it so yeah what I'm saying is I understand where you were coming from completely. Yeah, I have my say in things that happen. Like I can give him my opinion, but absolutely any major parenting decisions, even no. down to who cut their hair, come from mum and dad. I mean, I can have my say and usually me are on the same page anyway. So yeah. it's fine. But yeah, I absolutely don't expect or want, to be no. honest, to make any kind of decisions. But sometimes for those what I'm saying is it's hard because you want to say mm. it because you're thinking... And I am that person. <laughs> I'm like... Oh. Doing it wrong, but then I think, well, who the hell am I to tell them they're doing it wrong? You know, I would hate it if someone told me I was doing my parenting job wrong. I don't mind advice and you know, people giving their um constructive opinions or feedback or whatever, but yeah, that is bloody hard. I mean, mm. the best thing you could do, like you said, is and you did it early, which is great because he knew then how you were feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. In the room, which can well, we always say as long as we're like honest with each other if anything comes up he's like you always need to talk to me because that's the only way we stay a solid base for these yeah. kids because if we're not solid then they're not solid and they, they feel wobbly and I was like no that's fine and I always feel like I'm included in everything which I think is really on the all these stepmom forums I constantly see stepmoms upset by things that are happening and nine times out of ten it's because their partner has done something that's made them feel left out, made them feel not important. Made, and it's it's always, nearly always, always because those two aren't strong. And it's like, that has to be your basis. And I think because we have got that, 
nat naturally now because I think one of the good things about having very little contact with the kid's mum is that we are very separate so stuff yeah. that goes on at ours goes on at ours stuff that goes on at hers goes on at hers and we don't cross the two unless it's pickups drop-offs and stuff yeah. that they which activities and stuff yeah and I'm like separate parenting which means we get to parent them our way she can do hers and nobody tells anyone else what to do yes. so it kind of works and quite done. well so how do you get on with the boys have you do you have quite a good relationship with them like so yeah. they're quite young aren't they so yeah they are they actually from the word go they've been super welcoming they are lovely kids they get on really well together as well and yeah I mean obviously meeting somebody new dad's girlfriend is is a very new concept for them they were obviously I think the eldest was struggling a bit with the parents divorce for quite a while but yeah. he knows and both of them know they can talk to us that we're very kind of open we have a very kind of laid back but structured approach to everything they know they can tell us anything mm -hmm. and it's just a very positive and loving environment when they come to us so I think we've always got on it didn't take long for the eldest to just I thought because I've always been better with young kids I thought I'd have the, the, the little one nailed but it turns out that actually it's the other way around like the eldest and I have done really well I know it's weird isn't oh. it it's like you always something but oh, the little yeah. one I think is very much like slowly slowly sometimes he'll be come and jump on my lap and give me a cuddle and other times he'll just kind of back up to my leg and go night yeah. <laughs> so it's it's but I let him do his own thing in his yeah. own way. I think I don't get involved in there was a really good phrase with this and I can't remember what it is I think one of the things that I understand from every birth mom's perspective is somebody else like you said earlier having your children in some kind of parenting role it must be horrible there's jealousy there's resentment and I fully get that so I, I I really wish that she'd asked to meet me early on because I could have just completely allayed all of her fears. I'm not here to take your children. I'm not here to be their mum. They've yeah. got a mum. They don't need another one. No. When they're with us, I don't do the parenting stuff. I don't do bath time. I don't do bedtime stories. I don't do bum wiping. I don't do sort of feeding yeah. if they need help. I don't do sun cream putting on. Yeah. My other half does that. And they come to me like if if the little one ever says, can you read me a bedtime story? Great. He asked me to take him for a wee the other day. And my other half looked at me and went, like you are accepted so I let them do it in their own time and I don't get involved in the in the I say parenting in in the actual close yeah. parenting yet that will come in its own time so I'm very respectful of her as yeah. their mum yeah. even though she doesn't think I am uh I'm also very respectful of the kids and their own boundaries when they're adjusting to having a new mother figure in their lives so it's very slow but it's it's working really well because I'm really close to them and they love coming here I get a massive hug every time they come through the door they you know yeah. it's great they're really good kids so have you been introduced to their birth mum? Um, I think you just said you haven't and have you managed to gain a good relationship with her I haven't been. Um, I kind of expected to be, I guess. I, I thought she'd want to meet me, but it kind of seemed like right from the beginning, high conflict was the way. So I've just kind of taken a stance of, I don't need to meet her. I don't particularly want to, because I think it would just be very hostile at the moment, especially. I think maybe maybe in a few years down the line when things have settled, if they, if, if they settle, uh, then maybe then. But I think there's no reason for me to meet her at this point. I don't have her number. She does everything through my other half and any parenting stuff is between them. So, you know, again, we just do what we do when they're here and, and, and vice versa. And I just think if I if I met her, I, I can't I can't I'm one of these people that if I feel like someone's 
behavior is appalling I can't not say anything and so I think it's best that I just steer clear while things are every situation is so different and as much as that sounds like in an ideal world you don't know what's been happening you know behind certain breakups or anything and if that's going to rub up you know the birth mother the wrong way or the kids might not want you to do that you know there's there's so many scenarios but you will one day because they'll get married and you'll go to the wedding yeah. and you'll do all this I and it will think, be very civil yes and I think that's at this stage that's the best I can hope for I think at the moment like the eldest is always saying please meet my mum and it's very difficult to explain to him why that's not a good idea right now yeah, right now maybe. Um, yeah and I just say to him like maybe maybe in the future you know but at the minute we'll just leave it for the moment but I think yes definitely for things like marriages babies you know and it will be civil I don't yeah, for a second think we're going to tear strips off each other and I said like even my other half has said you know what it's probably bark and bite when you're on the end of an email it's very easy to just be like Grr! but in person mm-hmm. you know and I said well that's okay it may well be okay in person but at the same time I don't feel comfortable now because she's been so unwelcoming and so hostile and like the other way hostile. I don't feel comfy and I've respected her at every single turn. She doesn't know it, but she, she, she's kind of going on something but I don't know what she's basing her views on because she's obviously in her assumption early assumption and And that is, and I said this with my podcast with Lee assumption and, and I'm not talking about birth mums. I'm talking about everybody in general. Yeah. Social mm-hmm. media media has made it such a nightmare because people only share the good things on there. And anyone who doesn't live in your life will look at that and they'll go, oh, God, you're, you're really happy at the minute, aren't you? And you go, yeah, yeah, it's great, yeah. You might not yeah. think people are miserable at home. You don't know that. And you just yeah. think, and I think if that's all people are doing is looking at your social media and thinking, oh, they've been out again. Oh, they're mm-hmm. doing that, you know it's assumption very very dangerous because if you're never going to ask that person outright you're never going to get the facts and it's that's what your class is assumption and it's dangerous and that's kind of what I hoped why I hoped that I'd meet her early doors because I could take away any of the worries that she had over my attentions to her children and it's like I'm not trying to be their mum I don't want to be their mum they have a mum and it's like now I try whenever something happens whenever whenever something occurs and the boys tell us all or whatever it is I try really hard to try and imagine where she's coming from I'm like okay so she said this because she ought to, she assumes this she must assume something but it's wrong but so if she actually knew yeah the truth this would be so much easier and I'm like but we make assumptions too it's not just her and communication they're the two things that are just needed yep. and not needed it's but yep. it's always and it's not just yourself or even myself whatever but like I said these social support groups and things a lot of it is just lack of communication and it's and the sad thing is the sad thing is is like we know that that's the reason and recently my other half has reached out to try and say look communication's pants we need to sort it out but she just throws it back in his face so it's not like even we're trying we're trying to sort it out but she's got to a point now where she's like Nope, we're only communicating on pickups and drop-offs and stuff around the boys. Otherwise, I don't want to hear from you. She's just not there. And that's she? and she's not. And I hope she'll get there eventually because actually, I think me and her are quite similar people. Uh, we're both very stubborn. We both know what we want. We both think we're right all the time. You know, we're very, very similar people. And I think we'd actually get on. Yeah. And it's just, it's. I think what I've learned from all of my stepmom support stuff and everything like that is that for the birth mum, it's very often just all about control. 
it's not about you as a person. She's not angry at me as a person. She's angry at what I represent. I am somebody in her kids' lives that she doesn't want there. And she's losing a bit of control because the children aren't always with her. And it's all about that control. And I get it. I try try and remember that. And now I'm a member myself. It's more than ever. Um, Someone said to me, do you want me to take the girls out for a couple of hours? Now, all I've done for about a year is go, I just want someone to take the kids for a couple of hours. And then someone offers. I'm like, well, where are you going? What time are you coming back? and it's and it's um I can't help it because you're left with them you know your partner goes to work and I didn't want to be this mum by the way whoever's listening I wanted to I was like Ellie really I kind of wanted kids but I'm not I'm whole women in my family aren't extremely maternal but you you end up spending so it's like a bit what's the what do they call it when you get kidnapped and you end up and then someone gives you the option to leave and you don't what's that called Oh, like hostage syndrome, but it's Stockholm called something else. Syndrome or something like that's that. It, that's it. Yeah, Stockholm yeah. syndrome. It's a bit like that. Because I was like, oh, this is horrific. They don't go anywhere. They want you all the time. And it's 24-7. And ah, there's no break. And then I've now got into like a year nearly down the line. And I'm with two of them. And you end up, if someone said, do you want me to give you a break? I kind of go, oh, I don't know. Because it's that <laughs> losing control. Yeah. Because I know every single cry. I know every single... Um, you know whimper or what they need or when they need a feed I'm the only one that knows everything about my children and then for it to be whisked away and someone to take over and they can take over it's not you know even we would say even the Pope's replaceable do you know what I mean like someone else would figure it out quite quickly but as a mum it's yeah it's definitely controlled. I, even though I'm not a mum, a birth, yeah. a bio mum, I get it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. stupid. I fully understand yeah. that worry and that that feeling. It's like, oh, oh, my kids are with somebody else, and I get it. And this is why, if we'd had a conversation, you it met. would have been fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and in an ideal world, let's do a campaign: yeah. birth mums and step mums to meet yeah. straight away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, I, I can't see that really taking off. From what I know, no. no. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to skip the next questions. We've kind of talked about that. If you ever have any concerns or frustrations, how do you approach the situation with your partner? Has he been empathetic, to, empathetic sorry, empathetic to the huge transformation in your life? So we kind of discussed that as well. But say, for example, the kids get older now and you're starting to see signs of them maybe using one parent off each other and things like that, which we talked about before that we hit record. And you're thinking, oh, well, my partner's completely oblivious to this. He's falling for it. And do you know what? It's easy to do. And again, I'm not blaming anybody in that sense. But sometimes and as an outsider, you can see things because yeah. you're not blinkered like everybody. You I know, think this is what we actually had a conversation about recently because we've already had that at this oh, stage. Okay. That. So it's, it's definitely come up. But I think I... We're on the we're on the same page with regards to how we would raise the kids, discipline, that kind of thing, uh, routine, and that that we're very very similar. And I think if I've got any input, he absolutely listens because we literally had that conversation where he said sometimes it's really useful to have somebody who doesn't have the biological attachment to the children yeah. emotionally because you can see things that I'm missing and you can step in and give that kind of external view on something which actually then is like oh yeah okay um so it's been really useful I am definitely the disciplinarian I am definitely the one who puts the rules in they would always tell you that I'm the stricter of the two of us but that's because like we've said is overcompensating because he doesn't see them very much so all he wants to do is have a completely drama-free time with them and I understand that but at the same time I'm like 
we're building a rod for backs here. We need to make sure that they're aware of rules. They're aware of their boundaries with us because mm -hmm. they need it. They're children. They need those boundaries it's and structure. Even teenagers, more than ever, teenagers need structure. Like they all yeah. need it. So they're and all they need to Go on, they sorry. Need to they need to learn respect. They need to know that when they are here, real mum or not, I am the authority figure in the house along with their dad. And they need to know that they have to respect that. And you know what? These kids have done it from day one. They've never been a problem. We've had to kind of, we have the sort of the Friday evening where they're in mum mode and they're a little bit naughty. And But the thing is, by Saturday morning, those kids are yeah. different boys. They are, they, they're back to, you know, quiet. They, I mean, they have their moments, they're boys, they're brothers. You know what, really, but can you imagine, I don't know if you've been brought up like that. I wasn't, mum um, and dad were still together and everything. Imagine you settled into your room you like your mum's bedroom it's nice you got the decorate you got your posters up the way you want it and everything and then you're chilled and then two days later it's like don't forget you've got to take your bag because you're going to dad's after school oh yeah okay and you're packing yeah. your bag and yeah. it's hard so and then but it's like asking them to change personalities as well every few days yeah. if, if well in example every other weekend in your case but you know some kids yeah. it's 50 50 and you know and I think bloody yeah. hell that's hard I mean, you know I mean? it was hard have a rucksack yeah, it, it was hard enough, like growing up, like you say, with parents who are still together and having rules and stuff yeah. like that. I, I feel for any child who goes between two houses. And I yeah. think that that's why I, personally, oh, this is my view. And I'm not saying that this is wrong for anyone who chooses no, to do it. Uh, can I just say now, anyone listening, we're not saying we're experts at all. We are <laughs> literally just giving our personal opinions, whether they're right or wrong. Um, it's yeah. just a conversation we're having. It's just something we're just absolutely. About. And like you've said before different things work for different families yeah. different work different jobs different schools different the way you're living but because we're going to be living sort of an hour and 45 from the kids a week on week off which sadly because they're at school Couldn't near their mom it wouldn't work for us but I think having them every sort of couple of weekends is almost okay because it's they're quite bedded down in their primary residence which is with their mom and it's quite, kind of like a holiday when they come to their dad so it's like yeah. It, it, I don't think it's too confusing for them because although they have their own bedrooms and their own stuff at ours yeah. and their own space, it's it's almost like, I don't know, it, it, not a holiday, that's not right. It's it's not so much of a dramatic change all the time, there's I no think is what I'm saying. in the dads, is yeah. there? There's no school, yeah, there's no, no, there's no, no not, not, that sounds awful, not normality. Um, they just don't have to... It's like a free time, constantly. free time at dads. Right. Exactly. So yeah. it, it's it's kind of a different sort of experience. They don't have to chop and change friends all the time and they don't yeah. have to be in a different environment learning. And so I think it's quite it's a good way that works for us. It's very settled. Yeah, exactly. um, that works for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And there is no wrong way or right way to do this. It's yeah. it's, you know, do what do what do you do? You it, know, it's, it's like normal parenting. It is com you're completely winging it. You make mistakes yeah. along the way um, and just hope for the best. And yeah. That is what step parenting's like as well. Yeah. You know, you have Same no clue, and you can read all the books until the cows come home. Every ex, every sorry, not every, every birth mother is different. Every mm. partner is different. Every child is different. Every personality is different. You cannot write for every eventuality, and when you step in, so if you think I've met a guy and he's really cute, but he's got three kids that he sees 50-50 and you read a book about what it's like being a step parent, I can guarantee you, you'll start seeing that guy and that book will just go out of the window because 
the kids are all different or they'll love you or they won't love you or the if a birth mother won't be happy about it well do you know what you'll end up being best mates with the birth mother because she's dead cool and really laid back you just don't know and I think like you said that's the same for sort of bio it's like I know mums who have my friends who have had children who through pregnancy read every book and I was like why are you doing that just wing it like when that kid comes out you're going to learn from that child and how your yeah. relationship develops. You're not going to stick to, oh, by this age, they should definitely be doing this. It's like every kid is different. So step parenting is the same thing. I just came into this and went, you know what? I'm not going to set any expectation. I'm just going to meet the kids, build yeah. a relationship, and we will just go as we go. Because I would say, though, I think with being a mum or a step parent or whatever, it got to the point where I thought I'll ask for um, opinions or what do you do? How, how would you deal with this situation or whatever? And I've kind of done that as well in the sense of being someone's girlfriend in, you know, in a blended families or whatever. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that can give you advice. You don't have to take it, but you might take a little bit of what they've said and gone, do you know what? I like that Absolutely. part of it, actually. I might try that. Yeah. And it might work. So sometimes just reaching out to new people and we just, well, I'll skip to this question. So there are so many Instagram accounts and um, the Stepmom Collective being one of them that I followed that's been amazing. Yeah. And there's so lovely billy and jordan i think it is yeah and um, there's charities there's support groups there's websites there's podcasts and then there's step mom podcast i can't remember what it's called that she's brilliant she does loads of loads of polls on instagram and there are so many people in the same situation yeah um, and for every every style of step parent you know whether it's a baby to an adult you mm-hmm. know it never goes away does it so, you know, what we're saying is please don't suffer in silence. It's hard to move into a ready-made family at the best of times and build foundations yeah. as an outsider. It's like starting a new school. You've got to make friends. It is. <laughs> and I, I feel like as well, I feel like there's a very, there's also a podcast, like another mother podcast, two Canadian ladies who are amazing. And they, I think it, you get so much different advice from someone who is purely a step-parent to someone who, like you, has your yeah, own children, both but both. also a step-parent. So you yeah. get to cross those. But, and I think you guys who have both and have been on both sides of the table have so much more to offer people who haven't and who are who are struggling because you've seen it from both sides you also yeah. have the biological attachment and the non-biological attachment yeah. so you you have that I experience can empathize now with the birth man more than I could before maybe and there you go and I think yeah. that is what someone like me is missing on I mean I can empathize and I can be like okay well I can see why she's behaving like that yeah. but I can't feel it because I've not been in both shoes so I think these support groups are just invaluable for people absolutely brilliant I mean I don't really need the support really because you know but I'm I I just wanted to speak to stepmoms I wanted to I want to speak to every type of parent or parenting um person whether it's foster I just want to speak to everyone on this podcast because I just want everyone to have a voice and there's always someone out there who feels like they're on their own and they're not they're really Mm. not and that's and since I've started doing research and I followed the Stepmom Collective, I was like, oh my gosh, this really, I wish I had this when I met Bill. I might have approached things a lot differently. I might have yep. stepped back a lot more. I might have just kept my mouth shut a lot more. Or I might have stepped in and said, actually, like you, I'm the person who, you know, runs this house now. Or I wouldn't, there's so many things I might have done differently. And I don't know whether it would have worked or not, but I don't know. Yeah. I think the Stepmom Collective have been amazing in that Billy and Jordan have that cross-section of both parenting and step-parenting as well. Yes, like they have, yeah. But they also made me feel like so many, when they do their polls and when they put stories up, it, it started making me feel like, oh, I'm not the only person going through yeah. I'm not the only person who thinks, sometimes I'll think things and go, oh, I can't say that. I'm horrible. But I'm then mean. she's like, they post stuff and I'm like, I feel like that. 
that's yeah. how I feel and they're like it's and I talk to them regularly on uh, on message on Instagram and they're like you're fine like you are totally normal and feeling like the, the times when you just want to go you know what uh there's been I just don't want to be here this weekend when the kids are over I want to go and see one of my friends I just want some time for me but that's so selfish it leaves my other half with the kids and they're like you need to have time to remember who you were before they came along you need to be don't forget yourself you need to give yourself love in that way mm-hmm. um and actually my other half is so amazing he was like I do not expect you to stop going on holiday with your friends on your own I do not expect you to be here every single weekend I have the children you need to spend time with your friends I don't expect that from you mm-hmm. and he's so Absolutely. right from the word go he's been incredible and I think that's why we are where we are it's so. brilliant, it's brilliant. I, I think we'll finish on that note now because we've been chatting a long time now and I hope <laughs> neither of us said anything that's going to insult anybody and I really hope that it doesn't you know um, I kind of I kind of do want to say like just as a as an end piece from, from me I don't not like their birth mum I don't know her so I would never ever to make judgment yeah no I would never say anything horrible about her as a person because I don't know her so I I have no opinion and but I'm just I will never say anything bad about their mum because it's not nice and it's not kind and I don't know her to make any kind of judgment so I just won't do it I think and on final for me is I think what is lacking hugely is communication communication and you know what we talk about stepmoms and birth mums what about the bloody dads and I'm sorry I'm going to be completely honest now dads need to pull a finger out and do something as well we give the men such slack when it comes to being a dad i.e me like i said about having the control thing it it fills it fills with the babies and they're crying and i'm like doing this like a podcast recording i can hear the baby crying i will literally in my head i'm half listening to the guest the other half of me is going he's not handling that he's not handling that situation and i will literally stop recording and go and check he's okay yeah why why he's a dad he knows what to do but it's the control thing and I think we just go oh it's men though in it they're not they're not that good they need help or you know we'll say oh um I'm going away with the girls for the day and then the, the dads go well I'll, I'll just go and see my mum I think I'll go and see my mum with the kids because he knows he's got to get help with the kids and it's yeah. like they will always find the easy option out and I think sometimes stepmoms get the rap but because we feel like we have to step in we, we're stepping in as the ex-wife role and in the mum role in a bit or the bloody mother-in-law we, we men want help sometimes they do they think, do I'm I'm super lucky with him that he is luckily he's not that guy not like that um, but there are is, so many like that absolutely I think that's the majority of yeah. men to be fair the very big exception to the rule huge but like I see it time and time again that what I you've do. said is like full-on accurate and the stepmom's like Ooh, yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And the what the, the stepmom or the the partner, you know, the dad, girlfriend, or whatever, they they're, they're the ones. Oh, it's her fault. Since he's yeah. met her, and I said this before. Since he's met her, I'm going to write a blog about it. Since he's met her, he's changed. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If he's changed, it's because she saw he wasn't doing a very good job of it, and he's she's pulled him up on it, and now he's trying to be a proper dad. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, like, don't. Yeah. Oh. That would be a very helpful blog, I think, to a lot of people out there. So definitely do that. (laughs) I am in so much trouble. I haven't mentioned any names, I don't think. Nope. No. You know what? (laughs) It is what it is. And I'm going to stand by it. I it's hard and I don't care what anyone says. And it's had its highs, it's had its lows. But you know what? So has being a mum, about birth mum, so has being a partner, so has being a daughter. Every part and stage in your life has highs and lows. So it's not 
it just seems a bit more sensitive when when I you're the only person that would talk to me and it's hard and I get it it's it's like we are both trying to be as honest as we can to help as many women as we can or stepdads in the same situation we're not discriminating here but we're both let's face it you know you are as well in the back of your mind go stop 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 reel it in reel it in reel it in because we could go on yeah, well, this is exactly why I've said I, I spoke to my other half before I did this because yeah, I had to did. make sure that if anything ended up legal, that this would be OK. And he went, you know what? Go for it, because I'm not about to sit here and slate his ex. No, I'll never do no. that. There's nothing defamatory about her. I don't like some of her behavior, but that's not the same thing. This is my opinion about my situation as a stepmom and the kids that are coming to my life. And I think that's absolutely fine yeah. to talk about because that's done nothing wrong it's just how my life is with yeah. it so we've walked into ready-made families yeah as an outsider and we're just trying to find the little nook where we can sit and observe Absolutely. it from. and it is hard and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um it's, it is hard it is hard because you, you you're there oh right I'm going to end that now okay because I think someone's at my door but thank you ever so much Ellie and uh, it's been no fantastic worries. talking to you thanks I'll a lot take care soon. thanks for okay. listening bye, bye. like to be a guest on this show then please get in touch today we're looking for unique stories that will help and benefit other parents listening thanks for listening if you've enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and follow me on facebook twitter instagram and pinterest or visit my website www.theswaneffectmom.com thank you Thank you.